You're listening to the Out of Range Podcast with Tony Franklin, powered by Bolt TV. I'm ready. You're ready. Now, let's get out of range. Hey, everyone. I'm Kyle Troop, and I never listen to the Out of Range Podcast with Tony Franklin. Welcome out of range fans. It is episode 22. It is tournament of champions week. It's Super Bowl week. and The PBA is off to a really hot start. Tonight, we're going to talk about all the hot action on the PBA tour just through two weeks. Uh, we're going to preview the tournament of champions, the TOC, with a focus on just one player in particular, which uh, might be a bit of a hot take. I don't know. And last but certainly not least, we are going to finish with Matt's Lock of the Week. It's Super Bowl week, right? So it's a Super Bowl-style Lock of the Week. Hold off on all wagers until you hear it, but I don't think anyone's going to have any doubt on who Matt's going to take. So let's get right to it. Matt Dehart, welcome aboard. What up, Tone Loke? Good to see you again. What's up, guys? Uh, happy Super Bowl week. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Here we are. Here we are. I'm a, it's been a long season. I'm a little under the weather. I've got a, a very hoarse voice. Uh, Matt was spewing out a bunch of hot air, shooting 770 <laughs> last week in league after he had convinced himself that his equipment was the problem. <laughs> uh, so I did take the uh, advice of uh, fellow teammates. Just hit the uh, hit the high road uh, X with a little 1000 grit and it worked out. What can I say? Surface is king. The High Road X, Matt, that's a that's a great bowling ball, but one that it's it's a little on the weaker side for you. Could you get that thing to tip up there? Uh, she tipped up uh, enough to shoot seven seventy, but I wouldn't I won't talk about the three weeks before that I shot five hundo. So been struggling a little <laughs> bit. Does that place still have a ton of friction with like the massive wet dry from Fourth Arrow? It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It is ridiculous. Obviously, that matches my game God. well. Oh man! You sub there once, Every... Tone. I think you average uh, oh, you average two oh seven. I don't I don't know that it was two oh seven. It was pretty lame. But I'll tell you, man. <laughs> every place on the planet, it feels like, gets crazy wet, dry these days. The oil carries down the lane so fast. It's like every house shot is super tricky unless you throw it eight hundred miles an hour right up ten. Hey, but or. That's Brent Bowers, or just do what Dehart does, and you know he ain't stepping right as second arrow. He just steps left <laughs> and hits it more, and he throws the hustle. Yeah. He's crushing it with that ball. <laughs> Dehart, we averaging league up there, uh, two hundred and twenty-seven. But the left to right steep entry angle or launch angle through the front part of the lane is my specialty, so I don't see that wet dry like you guys do. Well, when you go completely around it and don't even touch the wet, it's just hence, dry. Yeah, hence the steep angles through the front part of the lane, as I alluded to just a minute ago. Correct. Mm. All right. Well, hey, guys, uh, PBA is underway two weeks in. Uh, we've seen some good scores, to say the least. Tommy Jones shot 300 to win the Hall of Fame Classic. What a incredibly memorable event that was. I mean, to get inducted into the Hall of Fame and then win – the tournament the next day with a three hundo in the final match, pretty legit. And then Sean Rash, 289 this week to win the uh, Oklahoma Open. So some really high scores. 
But before we get to all the studs that won the tournament, we also had a first-timer on the show this week, Mr. Packy Hanrahan, who's also a, a roommate of yours at your house. Is that correct, D-Hart? That is correct. He uh, actually moved in October of last year. Uh, don't really Didn't really know Packy at the time, but uh, we've gotten to become pretty good friends. And I actually talked to him yesterday about how the show went. And uh, the first thing that came out of his mouth, he's, I was, I've never been so nervous in my life. My legs didn't work the first three frames. Uh, it goes by so fast. Like all the things you hear about from all the other guys that have been on their show the first time. But, you know, after watching the show, I was like, dude, you, you bowled pretty good. Like a couple of, of those six pin trips and it's a different ball game. That was by far Rash's worst game of the TV show. And if anybody was yeah. going to beat him, I thought, you know, after him getting his legs underneath him, I thought Packy probably had the best chance. I mean, other than, I guess, Jesper, too. But, yeah, Packy said it was a great experience. Uh, super fast. I mean, the the Fox thing with all the new lights and the, the graphics and stuff, that's super cool. Um, one thing he did say was how different the lanes play from during the week to when they oil them on TV with the blue oil. That has a different characteristic to it, so I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Uh, is it making hook more later? I mean, what was what was the one thing or a couple of things that make them play different? What's it? What, what does he say about that? He says that the blue oil definitely plays tighter, so the yeah. straighter angles to start. Now, again, he was the first match, and I'm not specifically sure how much practice they get, but it does look like the lanes get a pretty good amount of practice on them. Um, but yeah, he said that they're much slicker. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, just having uh, having a guy make the show and then a uh, good buddy. So, I mean, that's uh, it's pretty neat to be able to get some insight on that. I love the fact that he said, uh, you know, his legs were uh, just jello from the get for a few frames. I mean, that's, that's, the, way, that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, and I guess it's cool, man. It doesn't matter how much, how many games, how much action you got. Bowling on TV is brutal. Matt, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I, again, I thought Packy looked pretty good and just to step back, let's take a look at his first week as well. Right. So he finished in the top 10 last week. Right. And then makes the show the second week. So, I mean, as much as it's, you know, awesome to see him on television, that's two really good tournaments for him. So excited for him from that perspective. Uh, last thing, uh, Packy looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. So I don't know if you guys would agree with that. I saw it on social media. Most definitely Zoic scoops. I mean, for (laughs) sure. Well, hey, uh, the the real news of the year so far, not not to downplay anything that happened uh, last week, but Tommy Jones inducted into the Hall of Fame and then comes right out the next day, squeaks by Barney with a 190 game, you know, not looking like he's fixing to uh, tear up the condition and then just punishes a 300 game with some of the best shots you'll ever see to finish the the 10th, 11th and 12th on the right lane with the urethane. I mean, that was just, he's always gotten uh, so much praise, well-deserved praise, uh, but just for being just uber clutch. So, I mean, pretty awesome event. That place was packed. Uh, I'm sure you could see it on TV, but I mean, there were uh, fans all down the left side of the lane and then on the, on the pair to the right, packed down there too so i mean total packed house amazing finish i mean what what uh what can you say about that d hart man uh, it's just i mean how do you top like the last month that he's gone through <laughs> i mean we didn't even talk about the fact that he won 100k at the bolero challenge yeah and he, yeah then he 
Then he comes back, gets inducted in the Hall of Fame, makes the show. Did you guys happen to know that that was the first ever live TV show that his mom got to witness? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That How's is his mom nuts. never come out to watch? You got 20 titles. Yeah, and then, like, I watched his induction speech, uh, and, like, his backer in his first 10 years hadn't been to a show or any of his events for, like, the first seven or eight years he was on tour. It's ridiculous. Like, all of this thing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. And then he shoots 300 to win. I'm like, how can you beat that, man? You can't even – you couldn't write a story like that. I did love yeah, the uh, I did love the Barnes and, and Tommy interview. You know, obviously, uh, just both kind of giving it to each other jab wise uh, with Kimberly Pressler in the uh, in the interview before the match started. So I, I thought that was pretty. I mean, pretty cool as well. Man, Barney Barney really showed. I mean, he bowled great. I was so happy to see him bowl really well on TV again. Yeah, he he bowled great. He bowled great. And then this week you had uh, Rash winning his fifteenth title. Uh, just switched over to 900 Global, so there's been tons of switcherooskies with ball companies with a lot of the top players. Uh, so after all those years on Brunswick, now he's on 900 Global, and he's had a hell of a good last three, four months of bowling. Uh, 15 titles, though. How about that? I mean, from bowling college with the guy, I mean, now look at him, 15 titles. Yeah, I, you know, obviously bold bold with him at Wichita State and then whenever I was out on the tour for a little bit and and regional stuff bowling a little bit with him it's totally shocked me I didn't realize he had 15 titles yeah that was the one thing when they announced that and said that as a stat I was like wow that's uh, way more it just felt like he hasn't won that many titles so I would agree with you Tony that that really stuck out to me but Obviously, with the company change to 900 Global, you definitely felt that Sean had something to prove on that show, uh, and and you felt like that he was for sure going to get it done. I, he had the best ball reaction on both lanes, didn't really have to change too much, and definitely looked the most comfortable. Yeah, and you know he loves to play the haterade game, which we've talked about that before. It, it, he loves to have the chip on his shoulder. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he's trying to have something to prove, but not really a whole lot to prove. The guy's got 15 titles. He's been kind of crushing it all over the place, like I said, for the last three or four months. Uh, and I'll tell you, we were bowling a tournament on Sunday, uh, and I was asking some of the uh, the local yokels uh, just about some of the top players, and we got on the subject of. Chris Prather. And I'm like, well, yeah, but he's like, you know, the greatest bowler in the world. And they're like, oh, he's not the greatest, you know, but I was just kind of throwing it out there as like a one of like top five. And Matt, as I know, you love a good top five, bottom five conversation on players. So we got into that. And the guys that I was talking to, uh, Sean and an Anthony Lavery Spar, they both had rash like right on the bubble of top five on the planet. How about think- that? Would you? I, I, I think you have to, at this point, I think you have to give him that. Like you said, he's been on a run for like the last four, the, the tail end of last year and the start of this year. I, I, I would have to 100% agree with them on that. Um, I, I think you have to. I mean, he's definitely included in the conversation. I wouldn't disagree with anything that the Lavery Spar bros had to say there. No, and I think that's the cool thing about, you know, talking to those guys that are out there bowling every week. Uh, they know. They get to see it. They see every condition. Dual pattern, which is another thing we haven't yet talked about, but dual pattern the first two weeks. And, you know, they see him, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's he's just, man, he's a baller. 
I think uh, that's one thing that we forget, Tone, is you just said dual pattern. I mean, I think those guys make it look so easy, but I mean, they're playing two different lines, two different balls under the TV competition, but not to mention all week. I think that was a good key point that you brought up. That's tough, man. I was just going to say, I think the one thing that we don't give Rash enough credit for is his ability to see the lane and his maturity over the years. You think about from the time he won his first title as a kid, how much he used to just rip the cover off of it, much like myself. Uh, but over the years, he's gone through some injuries and, and some physical changes. His game is much more simpler. The ball's in front of him. He sees the lane a lot differently. Uh, I don't know what's changed from his coaching standpoint, but man, he certainly has matured in knowledge and in overall strength of the game, which I think makes him a very formidable competitor. I wouldn't want to bowl him on TV. Well, he, you know, you could see he was doing a lot of self-talk to himself. And I think that's really, you know, he had, he went through the stage where he was balking a lot. I think it was mental uh, from that perspective, but I think he's really gotten better at that. He seemed like he's gotten control of it. I would say the only missing piece is, is the, is the spare shooting sometime can be suspect where it's almost like he rushes single pins or tries to throw it too hard. It seems like, I, I don't know, but uh, you know, if if he's getting that under control, I mean, watch out. I mean, the guy's the guy's the guy's hot right now. Matt, he balked like seven times. It's better than what it. <laughs> you, hey, Derek, Derek, Derek. It, it's better than what it used to be, and he didn't balk seven times. I think he balked twice. But it, you remember the Wichita Open show here, and he and he amassed like forty six thousand dollars in fines. I mean, I think he had more fines than he cashed in the tournament. <laughs> It was bad for a while. It's not as bad as what it once was. Conversation for another day, but I hate the self-talk. I, I hate the self-talk, and I hate the process. Yep. Uh, there was an interview last week with uh, Darren Tang after he led the tournament. I think this was a flow bowling Lucas Wiseman interview, and the first thing that Darren Tang was talked about just is like over the offseason just working on his process, which is a dumb response. I'm sorry. It's stupid. Just say what the process is. Don't say process. Maybe you're trying to keep your process secret from everybody else's, but it's dumb. And then Lucas, thank God he asked this question, said, hey, uh, so could you tell us a little bit about the process? And Darren's like, you know, just things I do throughout the day and how I do it and, and the process. And I was like, all right, appreciate. Thanks. Great interview. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the first segment. And that's how I feel about that. Next up, uh, let's talk Tournament of Champions. Me and you, D-Hart. Let's do it. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, time for the next segment, which is the Tournament of Champions. So this week starts the most prestigious PBA tournament there is, the Tournament of Champions. Uh, $100,000 on top. First off, let's start there, D-Hart. $100,000 for first place. How's that feel? I mean, $100,000 is great in any respect, but the fact that this is one of uh, four tournaments that's going to have $100,000 uh, and the most prestigious event, you can't beat that. That's right. And the really cool thing is it's 100000 bucks, but only 62 players are in the field. So they got 56 on the roster and six more that make it from the PTQ. I did see online, though, where it says 70, but all I can see is... 56 on the roster, six more from the PTQ. So 100,000 bucks, 25 cash. Last cash is 2,400, I think. 
62 players, you get to battle for 100,000 bucks. That's pretty sweet. I'm I'm in on that. So I have to ask, though, of the 56 con- confirmed bowlers, uh, is there anybody that maybe shouldn't be in there? Oh, well, thank you for the setup. I do appreciate that. Yes. So something that is really just not I, I don't feel good about and it haven't felt good about it for a couple of years is the fact that there's one particular player that they have in the field that in all honesty doesn't need to be there and gosh i'm sorry to say it but carmen salvino does not need to be in this field carmen salvino is a founding father of the pba he's got 17 pba titles he's one of the greatest all-time bowlers he's also 86 years old and taking a spot in the most prestigious tournament there is from a honestly more deserving player. My more deserving, I mean much more relevant player. We got guys bowling for a living out there that can't get in this tournament because he's taking a spot. So right off the bat, where do you stand on that? Okay, so I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I first want to say the rules are the rules, and Carmen is eligible, so that's number one. But my bigger problem with this is why are they capping the field? Why That's is, a great point. Why is the field only 62 bowlers or 70 bowlers or 80 bowlers? Why not open it up to all the champions, regional, professional, PBA 50, whatever you want to do. Then get to that point where you have to start whittling down if you have too much. But back to Carmen. So my big thing is, is like you said, He's not relevant anymore. He averaged what one sixty last year, and I he, get that he. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. So he averaged one sixty five last year. Uh, Simonelli, Ryan Simonelli, averaged one sixty four, but he did WD after six games because, to be quite honest, I think what the players are doing is all they're thinking is, I can't finish last. I cannot let Carmen Salvino beat me. So Ryan Simonelli averaged a dollar sixty four. I'm sure he was injured, not feeling right. He got the hell out of there. And then Carmen finishes 300 pins behind the next closest player. Again, I want to be real clear. He is a founding father. He's one of the greatest of all time. Certainly one of the most entertaining. But we're talking about bowling on the professional tour at the highest level. We're trying to get younger audience, right? We want people that can relate to the players. We want relevant players. Carmen Salvino is not relevant. Derek, he's 86 years old. No offense, but how old are you? 32. 32. Do you have any idea who Carmen Salvino is? I know of him. Uh, I know some of his uh, accomplishments, but no. I mean, I I couldn't tell you who he beat in any of his titles, what ball he used to throw, where he bowled. I don't even know where he's from. Yeah. Yeah. So that That's the point right there is – Heck, I mean, I'm almost 50. I don't know who Carmen Salvino is. You know, he he was, heck, when I was bowling on tour, I think he was on the seniors tour, and he won a few seniors events, and he's got this cool thing that he does where he hitches his pants, and it's really cool. And I remember watching him and Randy Peterson bowling the member, senior member uh, event and probably winning that tournament, and that was really cool but not in the major event. I mean, let's just, let's put that aside for a second. Let's go two weeks ago, Mookie Betts, MVP in the uh, MLB, the American League uh, Baseball, and he bowls a 
PBA event, which was also capped, and it had a PTQ, and he took a spot there as well, and he bowled at the Hall of Fame Classic in Arlington. So what do you think about that? Is there a difference between Mookie Betts bowling, uh, part-time, barely part-time bowler, full-time professional baseball player against Carmen Salvino, who I don't even know if he bowls league anymore? Yeah, so the big thing here is is that these two events are a little similar because of the cap field. Now, I would say that in two weeks ago in the Hall of Fame Classic, there was a cap field. Why is Mookie Betts getting a spot? I don't agree with it. So, again, he's a big name. Uh, I think, in my opinion, it's a, it's a PBA shameless publicity stunt to try to get this going. They're trying to draw more members, more crowd, uh, more audience. They did the same thing with Terrell Owens in the World Series in Vegas. And Terrell Owens sucks. I mean, he's terrible. Yeah. Yes. He can't he can't beat guys in the Chris Paul celebrity challenge that throw it straight down the middle. What what makes you think that he deserves a spot in the World Series of bowling? But so Mookie Betts definitely has some bowling game. Now, if you've watched him, he physically throws it pretty good and he knows kind of where the ball is going off of his hand. And with enough help from the staff guys and, and some balls, the guy can bowl. Don't get me wrong. Um, but again, in a cat field, why are you taking away from the guys that are week in, week out, trying to compete for a living out there? I mean, I could, I could list probably a dozen people in the, in the PTQ that would have fared better than Mookie in that, in that situation. But again, I think it's all publicity. Uh, I don't like it. And I understand that, it, you know, they're in a growth mode now. They're trying to develop some sort of a brand, some sort of marketing. But these, these cat fields, man, I, I just can't do it. Like, just open it up. Let the, ki- let the kids that want to try and bowl, bowl. Because if they get their, their teeth kicked in the first couple of years, shit, if, if they make a year, um, they don't ever come back. You got to give these guys opportunities to go out there and bowl against the best and see some, some positives. Otherwise, they're never they're never going to come back. Yep, it's true. So. The cap the cap field is, is is no no good for sure. So let's take a look at Mookie. So Mookie did finish 48th in that tournament, and he beat eight people. All right, of those eight, three, four, five, six are PBA titleists. Names like DJ Archer, Dick Allen, Ronnie Russell, Jason Sterner. I mean, he beat real players so if you want to say who's relevant who's not relevant i mean you know mookie he's super athletic he's a pretty good bowler i mean he's pretty good he's probably better than pretty good he's he's doggone good he's really good yeah i mean yeah all things considered yeah why don't you go ahead and take off about six months and get out there and uh see where you finish on a dual lane uh pattern right where you got to shove it up five on one and tug it up 15 on the other i mean you know it's it's going to be tough it's going to be tough to beat eight guys he averaged 198 198 is not 165 it's just not so i'm i'm thinking just spit, spitballing here that i'm going to go and i'm going to get mookie to give me a 10-day contract with the red Sox to throw bullpen innings and then they're going to bring me out and i'm going to throw 65 mile an hour curveballs and see if i can get some guys out is that uh, fair that that seems fair. However, there's no way you could throw 165 miles an hour. Curveball. You, you couldn't you throw think... a fastball. All right. Uh, that, sounds like a, that's a, that sounds like a bad. This is, sounds like a video that we should 
uh, yeah. on a future podcast. Are you saying you could throw a fastball 65 miles an hour? Absolutely. I bet you I could throw 80. God, I, used to, I, used to, I used to pitch in high school. I think you underestimate me. Yeah, I've never heard that before. All these years, and you've never mentioned you could throw 180 miles an hour. There's no way you could throw 180 miles an hour. I, I would be willing to bet my entire year's salary on that. What? There's nope. not what? If There's you give no me, way. Yeah, if you give me a week to like loosen up my arm to where it's in like somewhat pitching condition, like if I played catch for seven days straight, got my arm loosened up with the rotation and the motion. I bet you I could throw in 80 miles an hour. Look, dude, I know you have a rubber band, right elbow and arm, and all that's great. There's no way you can throw at 80 miles an hour. Uh, I think the only way we can make this fair is if it's 75. Like, I'll, t- I'll take 75 and below. <sighs> Sounds like right? a Super Bowl prop. Let's just do it in Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Would you like to go to Palm Springs this weekend? I absolutely would love to go to would Palm Springs. Oh, oh wait. I think we are. <laughs> that's right. We are. We're going to go soak up the sun and uh, and play some golf or your, you know, your driver head speed golf thingy mabopper. That's pretty high because you do absolutely hammer on on the drive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking forward to some some gambling, some uh, some walk for sure. I haven't played golf in a couple of months, so that'll be interesting. Right. You've got the Wichita winter golf game which means all you've done is think about it i haven't played either but i don't really need to i'm better when i haven't played uh, uh i just want to let you know that i discussed some things with matt last night and he said he he's bringing 50 count it 50 golf balls all right well first off this is a desert course and it's pretty tough to lose one it's it's not a true desert course it's desert for palm springs which means it's wide open and wide is the key word there. So even if you miss the fairway, you're just in something else that's green. So I think it's going to be fine. Uh, have you, have you played play golf water? with Matt? Yeah, he's he's terrible, isn't he? It's not that he's terrible. It's the fact that he can't find his ball. He's got like nine cataracts in his right eye. He can't see. He can't see anything. That's right. And you're you're riding with him, or should we stick him and Frisco Doug together? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll ride with whatever. I mean, I'm I'd, have more, I'd have more fun with you because we'll have our speaker ripping the tunes, and then well, we'll finish the we'll finish the round an hour before they will. The yeah, let's just can't find his body. Let's just do that. Hopefully, we got two tea times. We're in front of them. <laughs> we need it. We need it. All right. So Palm Springs this weekend. You can't throw at 80 miles an hour. In fact, doggone it. I know you can't throw at 75. Speaking of Matt, we'll be right back, and let's go ahead and hear about who's going to win the Super Bowl. Last segment of the evening, and the one we've been waiting for, it's Matt's block of the week. And of course, it's Super Bowl time, so we're going to talk Super Bowl. With that being said, Matt, it has been 50 years since the Chiefs played in the championship game. 50 years. How do you feel about 50 years? Is that a long time? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. crazy. That's a li- That's a lifetime, man. Hank Stram, first Super Bowl. So, hey. I'm ready. I think the Chiefs are ready. 
Where are we where are we watching this thing at? Yeah, where would do you want to go somewhere? I'd like to go somewhere and watch this game with you. Where would you like where, to go? Where is a random place we could go? Uh, you know, what about Palm Springs, California? Would that be random enough for you? Is that into the lion's den enough for you? Because that's in <laughs> California. San Francisco is in California. Is that deep enough for you to get what you need from this game? I feel like I want to be buried right in the Ministry of Defense of the 49ers. <laughs> I'm going to have my Chiefs gear on. I'm bringing gear for you guys. So, obviously, T. Franks, Frisco Doug, and the D-Hart coming with. So, I'm I'm I'm, pl- I'm pasting a, a Chiefs jersey on D-Hart for sure. He said he would rock it. So, I'm bringing one for Frisco Doug. I don't know if he wants to wear it, but he can wear it if he wants to. But, seriously, dude, I want to fight my way out of this uh, VIP sesh that we're watching the game in. Yeah, here's the deal. First off... I know you didn't mention me and the Jersey stuff and that's cause I know you don't want have one that'll fit me and that's fine. I'm not gonna, I'm not hating on you. That's a weight problem is my problem. It's not I feel your like problem. you wouldn't wear it if I brought it anyways. No, I've never really, no, you're not a Jersey guy. No, I wouldn't. But what I will wear is a probably a Hawaiian resort wear type of shirt. That's what you, it's all retirees out there, Matt. You're not Get. walking into the ministry of defense <laughs> stronghold. Like last year, Frisco Doug and I were out there and it's, it's, 45 minutes or an hour from LA, the LA Rams were in the Super Bowl, and there was minimal people there wearing Ram stuff. It's just, it's, you know, it's snowbird retiree heaven. I mean, it's not going to be a big football scene. They were more excited about the free breakfast and the comps at the, uh, at the, uh, at the casino tables. Exactly. They want free <laughs> hot dogs. Free hot and dogs. Dude, is, don't lie. They better. I would love some free hot dogs. I'll be yeah. pumped about that. Yeah, they got good hot dogs, dude. We're going to have nice hot dogs and some in a couple of cabs and maybe even some uh, Pinot Grigio. I don't know. It's going to be lovely. Cab Sav. I, I do want to say, listen, my boys repping up in Kansas City, Bo, Tricky Nick, Andrew, true Chiefs fans up there. It's going to suck not partying with them, but I know they're going to hold it down in KC while we go and handle business in the 49ers den. So That's right. I'm happy that they're going to be handling business for you, but they're just going to be they're going to be too excited. You wouldn't have a good time up there. We're not going to be that excited. You will. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be amped. I'm going to be amped. You know what? Let's get right to it. Uh, what's going to go on in this game? Who do you feel is going to be the champion of the Super Bowl? Well, I Honestly, I think you know the direction I'm going. I'm going Chiefs. I don't really care what the line is. I'm just I'm going with my heart, and uh, I'm going to be Homer fan all weekend long. So you guys got to deal with that. So I think it's the Chieftains. I know earlier you I know earlier you said uh, I'm betting the 49ers no matter what, dude. So what's the haps on that? I mean, yep, are you yep. are you still feeling it? Yeah, good question, Matt. No, I'm not going to bet on. The, I'm not going to bet on this game either side. It's I'm going to take the Super Bowl off. I, I kind of like the 49ers in this game, but I can't be there and enjoy anything because it'd break your heart when I win and the Chiefs lose. And if the Chiefs win, I'll still kind of be happy. It's really a no win for anybody. So I'm just not going to bet it. And I'm going to root with you for you. That's my goal. So, you're, so what you're saying is you're just there for the party. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Yes. So if you listen, if you don't want to bet the game, then I have some ideas for you. Maybe there's some prop bets out there that you <sighs> might be interested in dabbling in. Thank you. Yes. So, yes. so I got a, I got a couple. I got a couple that I thought were fairly interesting. All right. Can I run those by you? 
Please do. Give me something to gamble on, my God. I'm dying here. Okay, okay. all right. So we all know uh, the miraculous boxer Floyd Mayweather, and he likes to lay some coin down. I mean, we like to lay coin down, but nothing near what this <laughs> cat right. lays down, right? I mean, this guy can move lines like three points when he walks into the <laughs> South Point and throws down a like a, a leather baggage uh <laughs> full of million dollars right so so the over under is will floyd mayweather bet over a million dollars or under a million dollars on this game thoughts gosh uh yeah isn't he gonna take the chiefs and the over he'll do about 700 each on that i have i have no idea is that what you're hearing no no i just I'm spitballing. I'm trying to find some action. What do you think? I, I think he. I think he'll find his way to 1.5 on this game. I think. I think he's most definitely betting the Chiefs. He feels like a Chiefs kind of guy to me. Yeah. I mean, flashy offense of the Chiefs. It just feels like that. That's where he's going. Yeah. I think he. I think he's over a million. I think he's playing one side of it. He's not going with with two sides. I think he could drop at least 1.5 million, and I think he's playing yeah. the Chiefs. All right. All right, I like that. I'm definitely going to take the over a one million bet for Floyd. I hope he posts that stuff so we can make sure it's down. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to figure out exactly what he's doing so we'll know. Yeah. I All mean, right. meanwhile, meanwhile, I'll be placing a fifty to a hundred dollar bet. So <laughs> okay, keep keep keeping it real, keeping it real. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Second bet. Second bet. I thought this one was interesting. So, if a player runs onto the field, who will be the first to tackle them? So I have kind of a game plan on this one, but so there's four different selections, security at plus 120, another player, or excuse me, a player on the field plus 175, a team staff member also coming in at plus 175, and then another fan at plus 750. So here's, here's how my brain's working. All right, dude, I think we get crazy. We empty the bank accounts. We wager on this. I take my shirt off, jersey off somehow get out on the field. This is how I would see it playing out if we were at the Super Bowl. And then I need you to make your way down, make it through security, tackle me. We're going to jail. We're going to have to bail ourselves out. But, dude, we'll hit with the bet, so we, we'll be totally covered and we'll make some cash. All right, so there's a lot to like about that bet. Um, first, you're going to get tackled, which I, I totally love that. Uh, and it seems like an easy hit. Problem is, I'm not not that flight of uh, you know fleet of foot. I guess is the way to say it. <laughs> I'm not fast, dude. I'm overage and overweight. I can't. How fast is Dehart? Dude, Dehart's Dehart's no, 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 no. I feel like Dehart has long strides, but he doesn't get up to speed well. I I think, dude, he might be your guy. Maybe we maybe we get Dehart. I place the bet. And then I come and get you guys out of jail. What do you nah, think dude, about that? Nah, dude, we looked at this way wrong. I run on the field. Just know that I'm not going to make it far. I've got I've to get past that first line of defense, like past the photographers, right? If I could get past the photographers by just kind of looking chill and acting like I belong, right? If you walk with confidence, maybe people leave you alone. If I could get past them, I could curl – do a curl route in the end zone, and then you could hop Ooh, on and tackle me. A little button hook on three, yes. ready, ready, break, dude. Yes. I know you got the wits, dude. I know you can get down there and hobnob with all of those folks, and somehow make your way to a tunnel access 
Yeah, but and then all of a sudden you're you're like literally right there getting on the field. Yes, but it has to be enough where Vegas will pay that bet off because we go into jail on that. Dude, I feel like I, I don't really know how much it's going to cost to get out of jail, but I mean, I think we got to empty all the bank account. I mean, we well, dude, have to. It's going to cost five grand to get in the game. Oh, that's price. right. Ticket price. Yeah, that is that ticket. is another good point. Tickets are super high this year. Three to five thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm not thinking through this, dude. It might it might cost us some coin, dude. All right. Well, hold on a sec. Uh, in the last segment, talking with D Hart, we talked about potentially another prop bet, and I think this could possibly be the one that could get us enough cash <laughs> to to kind of run this next one. He said, okay, hit me. and I do not remember how we got on the topic, but we were talking about. You know, baseball, what you can do in this. And he said he could throw a fastball 80 miles an hour. Pitch a fastball 80 miles an hour. Derek Hartnell, the same guy that's on the podcast with us. Yes, yes. D Hart, Hartnell, that guy, 80 miles an hour. Right now. First off, he listen, said he I, needs a little bit of press to kind of work the motion. I don't know what that means. What is that? I don't but, know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. We're talking 10 pitches. Like a steroid shot or something? Or, like, 20, or 20, yeah. Okay, so here's my take. Uh, I know DeHart has a past and a history with baseball, and his brother played and pitched in college. I did not realize this until last trip. His dad also was a pitcher, so it's kind of it's kind of in his blood. There ain't no way, and I'm telling you, I'm wagering the house on the under. There's no way that cat's getting a baseball up to 80 miles per hour. Thank in you. In fact, in fact, here's the deal. In fact, here's the deal. I would stand in and let him take a shot at me. I mean, I would stand in the box tight on home take plate. One? Let him you take. I one? would let him take because there's no way it's not. It's not going to hurt. No. I mean, he can hit me anywhere he wants to, beam me anywhere he wants to, because there's no way that thing's going faster than 70 miles an hour. That's right. It feels like if a butterfly came up and landed on your cheek, that's what it would. <laughs> land, that's what it would feel like. Yeah, or a ladybug, or yeah. a ladybug. Yeah. I, I mean, either one. Whatever. Either one. It's a soft kiss. <laughs> Derek Butterfly Hartnell. I like <laughs> it, dude. I'm just yeah, there's hey, no way. He, there's no he way. Doesn't know he, this. he doesn't know this, but he's. I'm just going to keep calling him Butterfly all weekend. He's gonna hey. under, not under, He's not going to understand what the hell I'm talking about. That's right. And I'll tell you what, by the end of the weekend, we're going to be out at some putt-putt slash batting cage trying to refute the fact that he can throw at 80 miles an hour, which, of course, we know – there's no chance he can listen. He's falling apart. Uh, there's no way. Hey, and I have another, I have another one. Can I, can I run one past you? Our, our friend, Andy Jensen seems to think that because his grandfather was a professional bass or professional baseball player that, and this is just a running joke. I don't know if you've heard this one or not, but Andy said in a hundred pitches, uh, gosh, I'm going blank on the pitcher for the Houston Astros. He just got traded from the Detroit Tigers. Uh, to the oh, Houston Verlander. Astros. Verlander. Verlander. He said that if Verlander threw 100 fastballs at him, that he could take Verlander yard one time out of 100. Andy a- Jensen. Andy? <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous <laughs> is that, dude? Oh, gosh. That's, and, that's and, stupid. I mean, when he mentioned that to us, his I mean, there was three jaws that hit the ground and were like, <laughs> are you being dead serious right now? He's like, I'm serious. Give me a hundred. Give me a hundred pitches by <laughs> Verlander, and I will take him yard. He will get. He'll get sloppy late, 
and he'll just leave one right out over the plate, and I'm just going to take it yard. And I'm like, Jensen, you, you've never played organized baseball in your life. I, he couldn't get around. I mean, if he threw one sixty-three, he couldn't get around on it. Listen, I don't think he could take D hard noodle alarm. I don't think he could take butterfly yard. In fact, that's something I think we need to set up. I would yeah. like to see butterfly throw a hundred to Andy Jensen and see if either one of these cats running their mouth can make the other one look bad. So I'm in on that. I'm in on that. I just so, had to run that so, one past you, dude. I like it. There are a lot of good prop bets, but. At the end of the day, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. What about the over-under? Just real quick. Mm, 54 and a half. It seems to me, honestly, it seems a little bit high. That was my first initial gut feeling. But just because I either either think it's going to be a blowout Chiefs or it's just going to be a tight game and they don't get to the 54 and a half. So I'm going to say under. That's just my gut feeling. Under? Why you never? I hate. And you know me, dude. You know me. I never play unders. All right. So Matt's locks of the week are... Chiefs win, cover the game under in the total. Floyd Mayweather will bet over $1 million on the Super Bowl. And if a fan runs out on the field, just bet another fan tackles him. And that's that. Matt, you have a good time in Palm Springs. I'm going to have a hell of a time in Palm Springs. On the Outer Range Podcast, we'll see you again next week. Gears up, baby.